Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. You can catch us every day on Dash Radio. So download the Dash Radio app and then search for Nothing But Net. We're on the Nothing But Net channel, like I said, every day from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern. And from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific. Also check out FiveReasonSports.com as we speak, because we're doing this about 15 minutes after the final buzzer of the Heat's win in game one. Brady Hawk has already put up a piece there, and we'll have another one up there as well. Our stuff is free. We do not have a paywall. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. One of them is our friend Louis Peters. This is Louis Peters at State Farm, an agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the entire United States. More than 60 years of combined experience in the insurance industry. These are local agents that understand South Florida's unique market. They've got access 24-7. You can walk in. It's in Miami on 117th, Southwest 117th Avenue. But you also can call in. That's 305-275-5585. 305 85 or click in at lewispeters.com. That's L-U-I-S peters.com. He is the insurance agent that we trust here at the five reasons sports network. You need local agents again, that can understand South Florida's unique market with personalized service tailored to each customer. There are no cookie cutter solutions in any type of insurance. So again, it's lewispeters.com 305-275-5585. And now today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954, brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back here on Five on the Floor. I've got Greg Sylvander. Alphonse Sydney is going to be joining us here at some point. Alex Toledo, as we speak, is on the call, so he'll, he'll bring us the latest on the Heat Zoom calls after their win in Game 1 against the Indiana Pacers. It was pretty typical to what we thought was going to happen here. Uh, today's floor plan, we're going to get into the five biggest keys of today's game, some of them, again, we, some of which we anticipated 113 to 101 as the Heat pull away in the fourth quarter behind Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic. All right, so the number one thing we're going to get into today is Jimmy Butler's aggression. Um, from the very start of this game, and he was basically taking to the basket. I was told that yesterday, last night, uh, that Jimmy spent about four hours additional diving into the tape, um, looking at ways to win his matchup against TJ Warren and also trying to figure out the Pacers' defense. Um, Jimmy, again, from the very start was aggressive. At one point, he and Bam had two-thirds of the heat shots and then I think the most significant thing, although it may not have been necessary the way Goran was playing, uh, he made his jumpers late. So, I, you know, he wasn't taking the jumper a lot during the game. There was a little bit of mid post, a little bit of low post, which we talked about. But I do think that's a big carryover thing going into game two and the rest of the postseason that he did make his shots. Your overall thoughts on, you know, Jimmy, with the Heat needed their stars to be stars today. Jimmy was a star. This is why you bring Jimmy Butler to Miami. 
This was like that single moment. If you ever uh, wondered why you literally um, do everything you can devoid of cap space to bring in an alpha star, this was the game that shows it. We, you know, you've, I, I said it on Twitter, you have been alluding to Jimmy's camp talking about him having another gear for the playoffs. And boy, did we see it today. I mean, the two three-point attempts, that's just like icing on the cake. That's when you know he's really feeling himself. But ultimately, to see him initially start out by really getting to the line, and it was typical Jimmy stuff, and then the game started to open up. They were putting the ball in his hands late. Um, it was everything we wanted to see from Jimmy Butler. It's what this Heat team has kind of lacked in the last few years in terms of a real closer. And um, – Truthfully, with the way he's um, peddling the coffee around the bubble, we're going to steal a line from a famous movie and say coffee is for closers today, folks. Yeah, what I was excited about is that when you look at that closing lineup, we've talked about the heat and crunch time and how they've performed. First of all, you got crunch time Jimmy today, right? Um, we haven't seen much of it this year. We've had some games. But it, outside of Jimmy, you had two other guys out there offensively completely unafraid of the moment. Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic were out there balling. Like, I, I, I have to look, go back and look. I feel like those three guys scored like the last 30 points. Okay, I'm exaggerating. But they, they scored a ton of points down the stretch. They weren't afraid. Tyler Hero was out there completely. Like, it, it looked like he was a uh, fourth, fourth, fifth-year player. He did not look like a 20-year-old rookie. And then you pair them with their two best defenders probably – in Bam out of like that is a a strong strong closing lineup. I think you'll see some differences. Let's say if they're down big and Duncan Robinson has had a good game, you might see him in there over Iggy or maybe even Tyler. But I think what you saw so you saw tonight is I think you saw their closing lineup going forward. And if those guys are going to play like that in crunch time, the best thing it wasn't always on Jimmy every single possession. He took charge for for a few of those possessions. But a lot of those possessions came down to Dragic and Hero, especially when the game was even closer. So I think, like, if anything you want to take from this as a Heat fan is that they might have settled on a closing lineup, and that lineup looks deadly. Well, it does. I do think it's going to fluctuate a little, Alf. I, I wouldn't say for sure that Duncan Robinson won't be in it at times, but, but I think what we talked about was, you know, having either Iguodala or Crowder out there, plus Jimmy, plus Bam, and then having two shooters. And so tonight, the way that Goran was playing, he was one of those shooters, uh, along with Hero, because the way that he was playing. I do think other nights it could be Duncan. I think other nights it could be Jay instead of Andre. But, but I get your point. I, I think what we saw, and let's go back to the starting lineup decision, too, and I want to bring Alex in. You know, they did start Goran Dragic. Kendrick Nunn didn't play. Um, which, again, was not a huge surprise if you've been listening to Five on the Floor. I think we anticipated this, that if DJJ was healthy, that Spolstra is comfortable playing nine in the playoffs. Meyer has been, has been out of the rotation. Solomon Hill's kind of a 12th guy. And then Kendrick Nunn was going to become the 10th break glass in case of emergency guy. And they didn't need him because of the way the Dragos was playing. They basically tightened up with three guards. And I'm looking at Goran's minutes right now as a starter. Um, I mean, Goran played 34 minutes. Uh, it was second most on the team along with Bam. So, you know, Hero 33, Dragic 34, Duncan 23. That's pretty much how they're going to split the guard minutes. And, and I, I want to circle back here to you, Alex. I mean, you wanted Hero to start. I get it. Um, in some ways, he is a starter because he's playing a lot with the starters. And Goran was playing a lot with the subs. 
But are you, after seeing Goran Dragic back in that role, plus 20 today, 9 of 19, 4 of 9 from 3, made both of his three throws, 6 mm-hmm. rebounds and 5 assists. He was everywhere. Uh, yeah. And only one turnover with a steal. Are you comfortable with Goran Dragic as the starter going forward? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be the one to come on here and say no after watching that. That was honestly one of the most impressive games Goran Dragic has had in a Heat uniform. And, yes, the defensive problems are still there. I'm not going to be the wet blanket here and say that that's going to be a problem because regardless, if you're starting none or hero, like there's going to be defensive issues no matter how you rank those guys as defenders. So I don't think, honestly, that's a, even a huge problem here because you're, you're going to pick one of those three regardless. And Goran clearly backed up everything you've been saying for the past couple months as far as game one, right? We still got to see the rest of the playoffs. But game one, my God, that was amazing. Goran looked awesome out there. That was that was EuroLeague MVP, Goran. Not EuroLeague MVP. Uh, what, what is it? The Yeah, the Euro EuroLeague MVP. <laughs> EuroLeague champion next to Luka Doncic. That's, yes, that's what that that's was. literally what he looked like. Like, just asserting himself in a way that I remember the first couple of seasons here. Uh, we kind of wanted more of that where he he looked kind of passive in the fourth quarter. So even – you get what I'm saying? Like, he just kind of – Yeah, that's done. <laughs> yeah, no, out of the hopefully, way. I mean, so it stays like that going – It hopefully stays like that going forward. But we haven't seen a lot of that uh, passive go on at all at any point this year. And I think a lot of it's it – It's been a while be, now. It's been a couple of seasons, I feel like. Yeah, and I think a lot of it had to be – had to go with um, not being completely comfortable playing in the franchise great Dwayne Wade with, right next mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. Like that—that's not easy Waiters? to do. No, yeah, no, well. I, no, Alf. I, I, Alf. <laughs> but I he think did play well with Dion. He, he did, did, but I think you've got a good point there. If you know Goron at all, you know he's a very—he's—he's he's very proud, but he's also a very deferential, polite personality. And and I always felt that with Dwayne, there was this reverence that he understood that he had to show, and he never really was able to fully flower it was only when he played with Dion who didn't have that kind of standing in the organization that we saw that Goron that we expected to see when he came I I just think uh, first thing thank Mark Cuban for this as I tweeted Um, I mean the Heat tried to trade Goron do we have to I I mean I think you have to for a lot of other things Mark Cuban's done lately he's kind of endeared himself to me in some ways Um, but I think I I know but I I think we do because I mean Literally, Goran was going to Dallas, and and he would have been playing with Luca, and you know whatever. You need such kind- an upgrade for them over like Trey Burke, who's oh getting a ton of minutes over I, there. I mean, our guy Vishnu and in, in the network, who's a, who's a Maz fan, is like, we're good. Yeah, I know you're good with Doncic, but you would have had Doncic playing next to Goran, um, I, and you know they decided they wanted DJJ and Kelly in particular instead. But I mean, I, I think what we're seeing again, we talked before on the stream. Are there certain things that are going to happen in these series that are going to change the way the Heat go going forward? You watch that game, and the, as comfortable as Jimmy Butler is closing with Goran Dragic, you're resigning Goran Dragic, like there's right. I mean, if there's yeah, any question about that, like well, I mean, there's still a whole playoffs run to go, um, and his health is a big is going to be a big question going forward if he's going to be playing 30 plus minutes a game. Um, but this is also why we talked about all season that Goran should uh, uh, should be limited to 18, 20, 22 minutes a game because we want we all wanted to see him healthy in this atmosphere. And we're getting it right now, and he looked great. And then he also had the, you know, all this time off. Plus, he missed a couple of games there. He absolutely looks fresh. So yeah, I am with you, Alf. I want to see how he looks going forward, and we've got to monitor that. I think something else we got to monitor. Something else you just mentioned there was the minutes, and he obviously paid a lot today. And there's no doubting why Spo did that, right? Like he was absolutely there, probably second or third best player for them today. And if that if that's the the case going forward, by the way, that's huge. 
because that means they don't have to rely on Duncan quite as much. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, it was honestly great to see them win and just kind of look comfortable out there without Duncan having a huge impact on the game, even though he did take a, a you know, a large amount of threes. It, it's just, this is, this changes the story for Miami. If Goran can keep up this kind of thing, but to me, Kendrick Nunn should get some of those minutes, just a little bit to take off of Goran. I think mm-hmm. it'll be tough for him to keep up that minutes load over a whole series and not to mention the usage that he's getting out there which I'm good with it because of what he's doing with the ball but I think you do gotta kind of well, monitor you, that and, and, and to, I trust that they will I'm, I'm no, not you, saying you, that they won't you have to watch it um there's no question I, I don't think they want Goran necessarily playing into the mid-30s in every game but remember there's no back-to-backs uh there's no travel mm-hmm. I mean it, it's I mean, there's really nothing else for him to do but prepare for the next game. I, I'm not saying he – look, he, he obviously gets nicked up, um, you know, and you have to watch it. He turns the wrong way on an ankle, a hamstring, whatever. But I, I think that you're okay with it. And, and I want to hit on something else here before we go to the break. Uh, you mentioned, too, that they didn't need to rely on Duncan. I, I thought one of the key things in this game was not just Jimmy's aggressiveness, which was something he wanted to do. He was so hyped that he overjumped on a dunk, okay, on a layup. Uh, but also Bam's aggressiveness early. I feel like if they can get ag- – instead of the two of them working their way into the game, okay, if they just go balls out early, it, it, it just – I think it just – it sets such a tone for the rest of the team. And, and like, I don't even care if they're inefficient. Like, it, it doesn't matter <laughs> that much. Like, unless they fall way behind, it's just the tone that it sets. It's the aggression, the amount that, you know, Jimmy was getting to the line – and then eventually, you know, the defense just gets tired. And especially, and we're going to talk about Oladipo, but especially when you're as shorthanded as the Pacers are, you know, then Duncan is going to free up for a three or Tyler is going to free up for a three. So I know, you know, Bam, we have, we're probably not going to talk a ton about Bam, but I'm looking at the stat line. We and, should talk a little bit about him. I thought Bam was yep. impressive all night. I thought he was standing out not only because of his offensive aggression, but he was everywhere. He looked like a veteran at all times, just making reads on well, both seventeen ends of the floor. Well, just absolutely here's, polished. Here's the numbers on that. The, 17. the mid-range jumpers, too. Like, we got everything we wanted from Bam and Jimmy jumper-wise. Yeah, well, look, uh, Bam's numbers, 17, 10, 6, 3 blocks, uh, plus 23, which was best on the team. By the way, Derek Jones Jr. was the worst on the team, minus 11, um, after, after he'd been pretty great, uh, you know, in the last game. But, again, at least he was on the floor. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just think Bam's aggression. I mean, he only had four free throw attempts, but Jimmy had 12. That is so big for this team, Greg, because, they, like, you were tweeting, texting me at halftime. You're like, they haven't even made that many threes yet. They're fine. And, and I think that was the case because their two best, most important players, you know, set the tone for them. Yeah. I mean, like, ultimately, uh, Miami finished at 37% from three. They, uh, you know, their average was 38% throughout the regular season. Uh, Indy shot almost 42%. That is not something that um, is going to be sustainable. So I feel like this was the game that Indy had to have, and it didn't materialize for them. So if there was a game they were going to steal, it was this one. So that's a particularly um, – I would feel disconcerted if I was on Indy's side. I felt like this was the one they had to steal, and they just, it just – it didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I, we're going to talk about the other side of this. But before we do, let, let's get into Tyler Hero a little bit. Um, he was seven or eight months younger today than Dwayne Wade was in his first playoff game. 
He played 33 minutes. He was five of nine from the field. Really? If you remember, by the way, that great uh, first Dwayne playoff game, he, he, I think he shot eight of 19. He, like he had the shot at the end, but he didn't shoot it that well. Five of nine from the field, one of five from three, four of four from the line, a plus six, four, four assists, and three rebounds. He had 15, three, and four. But to me, the biggest thing is the trust. Eric Spolster is basically putting the ball in his hands, but not only that, Goran Dragic is letting him handle the ball when the two of them are together, a lot. Um, I mean, Tyler Hero's not a rookie anymore. No, he, he, he did a lot of things besides score, which is one of the things you want to see from him, right? Like, what it, because one of the things with Kendrick Nunn that we've seen a lot and we've complained about a lot is that Kendrick Nunn will get you 15, 17, 19, sometimes 20-plus points, but what else has he done? And um, Tyler just did a lot of other little things. Uh, he played pretty good to, you know, decent defense a lot of the times. I, he wasn't out there just looking completely lost defensively. I think a lot – I think the, the, the sequences when the guys look bad defensively is, is when the Heat didn't have a big. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's one thing I think we should talk about is the yep. fact that the no bigs minutes were not good. This is mm-hmm. not I, – I personally don't think this is the type of team you played small to because they already play small. This, that's their game. I don't, I don't know why you would play their game. And DJJ had being a minus 11, I think a lot of that had to do with him going in and playing the five or playing the four a lot with no big next to him. And he was just out there on an island um, trying to guard guys and trying to switch on guys, and he just he didn't have any rim protection to back him up. So I, I think that's what happened to DJJ. But – Tyler, as far as I'm concerned, had a fantastic game, like just an all-around good game. Like, and it was, and the fact that in in the most important times in the game, he wasn't afraid to shoot a mid-range, which right nowadays everyone's afraid to shoot a mid-range in crunch time. He's not. He's shooting turnaround baseline mid mid-range shots. He's completely unafraid of the moment, and that's like really good to see. Um, Alex, the the thing that he's developed that I think is going to make him so different, and I remember watching Dwayne in his first couple of years, the Dwayne Wade floater that we came to know did not exist uh, in his first couple of seasons. That was developed in part because of the way that teams were playing him at the rim, and so he needed another shot to kind of get it over the top. Tyler Hero has a floater already. I mean, he used it twice today. Like, like Alex said, he's completely comfortable in the mid-range, but he's, he's very comfortable short-range, too. Like, he's becoming kind of a three-level scorer. Yep. I think that's exactly you, – you nailed it right there. I think that's exactly what he's been aiming to be ever since he returned from the bubble. He talked about the work he put in to become a more complete player during the time off, and I think he's done nothing but show that this whole time, even in those first few games when he wasn't shooting well – I, I was impressed by everything else he was doing and how patient and poised he looked out there. And I think we were, you know, we were all kind of right about the whole, uh, you know, bubble backdrop or lack of a backdrop, helping these younger guys out, especially a young shooter like Tyler Hero. I think it, it just does help because, you know, there's less stuff to worry about there. It helps for these guys who don't have playoff experience a way to ease yourself. You've already been playing this exact same environment for the past two weeks. So there's no, there's, there's no, shock for him there and I think he's just it's just another game for him he's out there looking poised as hell did not look shook whatsoever and was making reason that Tyler Hero was a guy who does not take bad shots I feel like we could say that for the most part when do you really see him take one I feel like all he does is he, he takes a shot of his there for him because a lot of times he can make it there for him this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With his skills. And other times, he's just making the right pass, man. And I think he, you're doing everything you want. You kind of want to see him doing as far as the three-level scoring and the playmaking. He's on the right track, man. I want to follow on this after the break. Uh, before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's You Break Wheel Fix, Wheel Repair, and Remanufacturing Company. Our friend Mark, who's been on Five on the floor with us. If you're looking for powder coating for custom color changes on wheels, this is the place to go. Go to YouBreakWheelFix.com. If you're tired of your wheels, give your car a new and refreshed look by powder coating them a new color, including the heat vice colors. If your wheels are faded and scratched, you can renew them with their in-house wheel refinishing. 15 years of experience. They're based right there in North Miami between Aventura and Miami. It's Northeast 146th Street, 1861 Northeast 146th Street. Use the code five reasons wheels and you'll get 10% off on a four wheel repair or refinishing with that code. Make sure you check it out. Again, 305 748 Zero one one two. Get those theme wheel colors with your favorite South Florida teams. They got a really cool dolphin one as well. They've got over five thousand available custom colors, and again, they can repair your cracked, bent, curbed, or damaged wheels. It's you break wheel w h e e l fix dot com. All right. Um, I want to let Greg. I want to let you jump in on Hero a little bit, um, because you are the big picture thinker here as we go forward. And I'm just, you know, that's the, the debate that was going on on Twitter a little bit. Like, okay, when does he become untouchable? Um, what, kind, what kind of a playoffs does he have to have to be untouchable? 
I mean, I feel like this is exactly what you wanted to see from Tyler Hero. 33 minutes. Um, it means that Spo is trusting him in the first playoff game. He was efficient, only two turnovers. He's getting rebounds, assists. Um, he wasn't having to rely on three-point three shooting to get his shots um, and get his points. So I feel like this is absolutely the trajectory you need to see from Hero to start talking about that untouchable stuff. Obviously, there's a long way to go. But I think that there were even moments in the first half where they looked a little scrambled and Hero actually settled them down. And I think that that's pretty monumental when you talk about a player and the poise that he needs as a leader um, as he grows into that kind of role. So ultimately, I, I don't think that it could have gone better for Hero um, besides maybe a step back three to win the game or something crazy like that. So, th I mean, it was a it was a great first step. Um, for heroes, you know, to kind of start to assume more and more of these responsibilities um, late game. I, I want to transition, guys, to the Pacers. Um, and I think we got to acknowledge that Victor Oladipo didn't play most of this game. You know, he got, he got poked in the eye. He didn't come back. Um, and, and still, you know, Indiana had this thing tied in the third quarter. And at a certain point, T.J. Warren was out, not outplaying Jimmy Butler, but he was outscoring Jimmy Butler. I thought one of the interesting things that the heat did and i'm not totally stunned by this because warren's not a facilitator is they were very very efficient at sending the doubles to him um to to kind of make things difficult and he still made some shots but i, I thought actually goron did a really good job on some doubles uh, i thought duncan did a good job on some doubles uh, but let's go through it with each of you we talked about what might concern you about the pacers and, and they were kind of trending towards the type of game where we we're going to be talking about holiday afterwards uh what what from what you saw today would worry you in this series going forward, Alf? Um, just like you're saying, the, the holidays, the, 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 the peripheral guys uh, going off, the Jakar Sampson's, Jakir, Jakar, whatever his name is. I'm, I'm not going to learn his name. Because Ralph. Gonna be a few. Ralph Sampson, yeah, uh, from the 80s. But no, uh, these guys just going off and um, having these – these really good games because we know what happens against the heat random scrub heat killers, right? <laughs> you just have these guys that just show up. Justin holiday at one point was four for four. Um, it's going to happen. Right. And, but what I did like to see t tonight was that the heat weathered the storm. Um, these guys were playing out of their minds for a few quarters and the heat weathered the storm stuck with, stuck with their game plan and, and continued and gr ground gr grinded out a win. Um, I like I said, I would like to see I, I would like to see the Heat take advantage of their sides advantage more. I don't think they did that uh, for a stretch in the third quarter, and I think that's where they lost the lead. Um, also, uh, in the second quarter, um, it just some some of these some of the some of the lineups they put out there, I don't think really took advantage of the Heat strengths against this team. And listen, it, it's it's going to be hard to play a big for 48 minutes when you're only trusting two of them. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that's going to be, that's going to be part of the issue. Um, but I think I, one of the things I said before the game was that I was worried about a T.J. Warren game. T.J. Warren was having that game. And then with about six minutes left in the fourth, he no longer was having that game anymore. Mm -hmm. He just decided that he wasn't going to be a factor. I've been worried about a, a couple of big Victor Oladipo games. I think he'll probably come back. It didn't look like something that we're – He's, he's going to miss significant time in the series. I could be wrong. But, you know, the TNT announcers were making this huge deal about Victor Oladipo being out. Like, he's been a big factor for their success lately. 
which is just a funny national media thing that's you know we always get annoyed about <laughs> like any way to discount a heat win they'll find it so <laughs> i mean it's always from that angle complaining about the tnt broadcast it was I, just I was so bad bar, first so. of all they kept saying that the, that the pacers were the were, were the lower seed uh they they kept calling it a, a an upset <laughs> win i mean it's a four five matchup no matter who's four or who's five who five right. is there's right. no such thing as an upset here so it was it was a really crappy broadcast. I didn't even know Jim J- Jim Jackson did uh, national uh, basketball games. Oh, so. He's usually real supportive of the Heat, actually. But I mean, you, you mentioned Alphonse like, back on the bench. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 well, he, well, Jim Jackson um, tried to get on the uh, Heat broadcast actually, so that was. Oh yeah. Um, it, maybe yeah. He he was one Thank of the God. finalists along with Karan and Karate. So maybe maybe he said he said stuff. scrapped and clawed like eighty thousand times. Like this Pacers team keeps scrap, scraping and clawing, clawing and scrapping. Like it was just like, okay, dude, come up with something else. Like they're the four seed. Like chill. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get to some of the the Pacers boxes. We kind of go forward. You mentioned Warren was nine of eighteen, four of five from three. I mean, as as I've said, he's a legit scorer. Like this is not a bubble fluke. Like he's he's a very good scorer. Mm-hmm. He filled up the box score a little bit more today. He had eight rebounds and three assists. And he did have four steals. Like, he played a pretty complete game. He was still minus yep. 13. Um, but I still think Jimmy outplayed him. But to me, the big, the big numbers today, other than Oladipo being out, and we can talk about what Justin Holiday did in 31 minutes, you know, making all four of his shots, including three threes. And Aaron Holiday played pretty well, too, as a starter. But to me, the big thing is Brogdon was 6 of 18 in 39 minutes, and Miles Turner was 4 of 11 in 32 minutes with pretty minimal impact. I mean, he had, he had a couple of plays where he frustrated Bam. Um, you know, Bam tried to do a little bit too much and go in on him. Uh, but I, I, I think, look, if you're not going to have Oladipo and, or at least, you know, Oladipo of 2017 and Brogdon's going to miss two thirds of his shots and Miles Turner is going to get badly outplayed by Bam. You're going to lose. Like that's yep. so, I mean, they could have all the holidays and Jakar Sampson's and McDermott's and McConnell's they want, but, if if that happens, they're not going to win many games in this series. Okay, and, well, and to hell with TJ McConnell. I'm sorry, Lee. Just to hell with that guy for life. The, the other thing is Indy's bench had 35 points and outscored Miami's bench by three or four points, if, if I'm doing the math here correctly. That's not something we expected either. So I feel like this was also the one game where Indy's bench was a strength and a, 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 a positive point for them. And I have a feeling that we're going to see less of that as the series goes on, and you're going to see Miami's bench play better and that's going to start to also um, create a little bit more of a gap here between these two teams. This was the game Indy had to have. Uh, you know what? Can I say something about that? I think you guys are making very good points. What I do got to say is without Oladipo and without Sabonis, obviously, who we've been knowing was going to be out with uh, Planner for Shadis, it became very obvious that the team has no inside presence, really, other than T.J. Warren occasionally getting to the paint and Brogdon occasionally skating through to the paint. Uh, Brogdon can't do it out there by himself. I think he looked so good this year because he had that uh, partnership with Sabonis where they made each other better because Sabonis is also a very good playmaker offensively. And without him, and again, without Oladipo at least collapsing the paint, I think the offense, their offense kind of bogged down quickly. And TJ Warren was able to push through that. But again, Warren and and Malcolm Brogdon are not going to win you the game by themselves. So yes, yes, TJ Warren balled out, right? And Duncan Robinson didn't play so great. So I think those two things make you think maybe this should have been the game for them to win. But Oladipo being out, and I feel like there's going to be some games where they hit more threes because they will be there. The mid-range shots will be there. 
And the Heat are doing a very good job contesting, by the way. It's not like the Heat are leaving those shots wide open. It's it's part of their scheme. That's the whole reason. But, but Alex, I th- I think the point I'm is I'm just that- saying we're gonna we're gonna see some some more high variance games once Oladipo comes back and balances out their offense. But Alex, I think the point is that I was trying to make is that we already knew Sabonis wasn't going to be a factor coming into the series, and-, and they won the game in the mud, like Hero said. I I'm I'm with you, man. Yeah. I really am. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just writing, you know, I'm just throwing in some notes here, you know. Just being no, a wet no, blanket. I, 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 I think you've been reasonable about it, and I think Alf has too. All right, we got one more sponsor here, going to tell you about them, and then we're going to put a bow on this episode and look forward. I want to introduce you to another of the great new sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and it is a sponsor that would be important in any time if you want to have a beautiful workspace, but it's especially important now when you need a safe one as well, and that's safe cubbies.com which offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your open office into a modern and safe environment at any budget you can personalize your workspace with options like whiteboards magnetic panels acrylic sheets and graphic branding most of the surfaces are non-porous for easy cleaning and can be removed or replaced within minutes now this is for workplaces they've got a bunch of different options on their professional series but also they've got private room solutions dividers and sneeze guards and they have a classroom series as well so if you're involved with the school this is definitely something your school should check out of course if we have school in the fall and that's the point here we're entering a new normal period with COVID-19 safecubbies.com which is locally owned is the place that you want to go the phone number is 754-216-1071 again that's 754-216-1071 or safecubbies.com all right, thanks again to safecubbies.com. Make sure you check them out. By the way, if you're involved with the school at all that is actually happening here, not just distance learning, um, a lot of the private schools in Broward County are doing that, uh, make sure you tell an administrator about safecubbies.com also because they can design stuff for schools as well, and there's nothing more important, obviously, than having your kids safe. All right, let's let's uh, let's put a bow on this. And actually, I was going to talk more heat pacers, but – I want to get a little bit into the Bucks situation because uh, we've talked a lot about on five on the floor about whether they would come back as the same dominant and they were dominant team that they were during the regular season. They just dropped the game. I know they're not at home. I get it, but they just dropped the game to an Orlando team that doesn't have either of its starting forwards, which is basically, you know, two of its better defenders, uh, certainly in Jonathan Isaac, one of its better defenders, I didn't even know if they'd have enough forwards to line up today. And they end up beating – I mean, Giannis went a long period of time without scoring today. Middleton did not pick up the slack. A lot of the vets who we were kind of worried about getting their legs didn't play particularly well. I'm not expecting the Bucks to lose that series. But if the Heat or Bucks looked better today, it was Miami, right, Greg? Yeah. I mean, I, I was particularly concerned with – um, as that game started to screech to a halt late and, and Orlando was just trying to hold on to that league, it was funny to watch. Like, th- then they had a spurt at the end that, that created enough distance. But, you know, the one thing about Giannis is the fact that he has, um, you know, the issues with the, the, the outside shooting or even some mid-range stuff. When, when the game gets in, in that half-court setting, they have to rely on perfect execution so much because he, he isn't a player that you just give the ball to and he just scores. Like, yeah, he can barrel and get a full head of steam and just lay it up or dunk. 
But that gets a little bit more more difficult when everybody is really locked in on the defensive end, or if you're playing from behind, like in that scenario, when you need more, you know, threes to kind of catch up. So I, I did think it was indicative of maybe some stuff that we could see Milwaukee struggle with going forward because they're going to have to rely on execution versus just a guy literally willing the team to win. And just to go through the team they played today, and, and Alex, I want you to touch on that. Their starting forwards were Clark and our old friend, um, the Australian LeBron, James Ennis. And Ken Birch played Ennis. heavy minutes off the bench. Um, Terrence Ross had the first good game I've seen him have other than against the Heat. And Vucevic was fi- – is this sustainable? I'll oh, ask man. you this. 15 of 24, 5 of 8 from 3. He went for 35, 14, and 4 against the Lopez's, although Robin only played a couple of minutes. I mean, is that sustainable? Well, look, the thing is, I don't know if he's going to be making five threes every time, but you mentioned the Lopez's, and that's a very good jumping-off point. The Lopez's, like we talked about before, they handle the drop in the most exaggerated way in the NBA, I think. They go all the way back, and that's why we've been talking about not only the pull-up three is available versus the Bucks, but the pick-and-pop three with the stretch big is always going to be there. We saw it. We've seen it with Kelly and Myers versus the Bucks, and Vucevic is going to have those shots available to him, and I don't think he's a bomber from three, but – they're wide open, and he has time to set his feet and really square up and shoot it. It's not going to be a problem for him. He definitely has that range because he, he doesn't need to – he has all the time in the world. So it's really not a problem for him. So maybe he doesn't do that every time, but really I think it's not going to be sustainable. And I think this is something that literally happened last year with the Raptors at home before they won four games in a row and won the title. <laughs> I guess the same Orlando Magic. <laughs> right. Well, well, actually, that Magic they had Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, right. I was going to say that Magic team is probably better because they actually had forwards. I'll let you wrap here, Alf. Um, Chris Middleton today was 4 of 12. He, I mean, he had 14, 6, and 4, but he was not the number two he's going to need to be for them to win a championship. So yeah, I think we already he kind of was to... number two, but um, boom. Psh, anyway. No, I, well, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, so we can already print the honest to Miami stuff, right? Yes, basically. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah chris middleton as your as, as your second best player like prove me wrong this year milwaukee bucks that's not a championship team um i don't they're not i don't think they're better than the raptors right now i don't think they're better than the celtics um and i don't think they're wow. better than miami wow 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 I, yeah i, I said it. I, I don't care i don't this. this is the outfit i've been waiting for so i I'm don't let you go in Keep going. Bro, I, I've never like the the Bucks don't. I, I've always I've always said the Celtics the Celtics scare me as, as far as a matchup for the Heat, and then seeing what Kyle Lowry and Fred VanVleet have been doing scares me even more. Yeah, those are the teams in the East that scare the life out of me. <laughs> but what about but what about we haven't touched on this at all though. I mean Hayward's out four weeks. I mean we we already knew that Hayward was going to be I don't think Hay- I don't think Hayward was going to be the deciding factor. Mm, I don't think he's the deciding I mean, factor. He's he played good. very well against the Heat this year and and part of that problem we talked about that the Heat had was you were going against three two-way wings. Yeah. And now they have two. Uh, I know that they'll play Marcus Smart more often and and they have other guys that they can plug and play. But he was rounding into form. Like I, I don't think it's a small thing. Yeah. I really I and it's you're talking 4 weeks. Uh, they're going to win right. this series. That may decide the Toronto series, honestly. I think you're right. I think it will decide it. I think that was going to be the thing that really put them that could have put them over the edge with, uh, with Toronto. And maybe, you know, they could still win. Right. Like, I think it'll still be a, a good series without Hayward there. But you're right. He was rounding it to form. He pretty much was old. The old all-star version of himself just without any athleticism. But he's still a very good pick and roll player, good creator. And now it just makes it easier for the Raptors or the Heat to guard them. And, you know, there's one less 
creator you got to worry about. And yeah, you, you're definitely right about that. Can I just say that when we, when I listen to Alf with uh, poke holes in the Milwaukee Bucks, and then we talk about the Celtics kind of uh, having issues, my soul does what Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade did on that boat when they're dancing in tandem. Like that's basically what my spirit is doing right now. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get this. I love that. Elf, by the way, I love that. Elf, by the way, is scared of uh, Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry more than Giannis and Middleton. I, I, I well, am. Yeah. Well, Giannis, Giannis is like Vic. He wants to be here anyway. I'm All also right. more, I'm also more afraid of the Orlando magic than the Milwaukee bucks. I know. Because well, with that, you have good reason. Cause Terrence Ross does turn into Ray Allen against the heat. So, and, and Fournier and Vucevic, like I, it doesn't even matter if they have no forwards, it makes no difference. Um, oh, they're going off versus the heat every time. Yeah. Every, every single time. All right. So check out, uh, we're going to do a, another episode tomorrow. We'll get into some other things. Again, we're going to talk to Duncan Robinson's high school coach at some point here in kind of the making of Duncan. And uh, we've got some other cool stuff planned for you this week. Check out the YouTube channel. You may be listening to us on there. And also check out Nothing But Net. That's on Dash Radio. We're there every day, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Heat win game one, game two on Thursday. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.